With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. VSEN's Super Bowl betting guide is out now to help you bet on the big game. This year's guide features in-depth team breakdown, Steve Mackinan's Super Bowl simulation with player projections, plus favorite prop bets, picks, and best bets from VSEN hosts and guests, including how legendary sports broadcaster Brent Musburger is betting the big game. To get the guide and all that VSEN has to offer, become a VSEN Pro subscriber today at VSEN.com slash pro. There's still time, folks, more than 24 hours away from Super Bowl 58 Chiefs and the 49ers. Have you placed your bets? I have placed my bets. Give them to me. What do we got I, I went ahead. Is that we'll, a secret? So, no, well, maybe we'll do the props as we go along here. But okay. the, in terms of the side, uh, we talked about it on our GM Shuffle podcast. I went ahead and bet Chiefs money line plus 115. Uh, I think they're the more complete team in this game here. Better offense. Not better offense. Excuse me. Better quarterback. Better defense. I think better head coach, not by a big margin, but slightly. I'll, I'll prefer Andy Reid to Kyle Shanahan. And yeah, they've just been playing the complimentary better football kicker. that we talked about. Better kick, which I think is a big deal. That I do too. Probably not being talked about enough there because Moody has been shaky to say the least. No question. No question. It's scary. That's what worries you. You know, you got, yeah. got you know, that, those are the things. Quarterback and kicker, these close games, it matters. Yeah, and it's on the, the grass surface there, which we're hoping is all good to go. It's look not pretty. Gonna be, it's going to look pretty. Whether yeah. it plays pretty is two different things. <laughs> yeah, it looked pretty last year as well. Yeah. And everybody was slipping and sliding like it was an ice rink out there. <laughs> Sorry to the Eagles pass rushers on that one. But the Super Bowl obviously coming up here. And the quarterbacks are at the top of the discussion list here just because Mahomes, we know what he's been able to do in these games in the past. His legacy is cemented as one of those quarterbacks that's going to be one of the all-time greats. But Brock Purdy, every step of the way this season – has been questioned. Is he good enough? Is he a product of the system? When is kind of the the, the glass slipper going to fall off? And when is the clock going to strike midnight? But Purdy has been able to get here, and the Niners aren't here without Brock Purdy. And we heard Kansas City Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola talk about Purdy in the lead-up to this game. Here's what he had to say. All they got to do is put the tape on, Adam, in my opinion. Um, we had some crossover film during the course of the year, but when you dive into it and you watch them, you don't, this court, it's not a quarterback that's managing or all those tabs that they put on. This is, this, he's for real. Um, makes all the throws, really, really smart. And then what I, what I didn't know, cause you know, I don't watch, I'm not seeing enough of it is how athletic he is. I mean, this is another quarterback that when you cover everything back there and he finds a lane and, and a pass rush line can take off. He did it last week. He's done it in every playoff game and gets positive. Yeah. That puts a lot of strain on us defensively. Thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with, with him. Yeah, and that's what we talk about with all the really good, like the Mahomes, the Lamars, it's the second play. And Steve Spagnuolo is saying that you get a little bit of that with Perk Purdy as well, as we saw in the NFC title game against Detroit. You know, I don't know what, you know, Purdy started 21 games in his career, not counting playoffs. Mm -hmm. He's won 17 of them. Is that good? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> 17 in two years. Your, your guy Fields has won 10. 
in three years, okay? But but he's great. But they wouldn't trade Fields for Purdy, just so we're aware of that, right? Most fans wouldn't. I mean, I don't know what the guy – I don't know what he did to make everybody angry with him. I really don't. I don't understand it. When you average almost 10 yards per attempt in the – he's at 9.6. He's 2.6 yards above what Mahomes did. Now, you say, well, he's throwing the ball to great players. Okay, so was Kurt Warner. Mm-hmm. He had Isaac Holt. He had he had I mean he had Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt, Marshall Falk, Oz Akeem. I mean, yeah. is weren't they great too? It was a fun offense. It was fun. But we're not he doesn't get any credit. It's comical. It's comical. The guy's touchdown percentage is unbelievable. He's wasted no time playing well. The only playoff game they've lost with him is he got hurt and he couldn't throw the ball. So, you know, if he plays well. Nobody's going to give him credit. If he plays poorly, everybody's going to say after the game, the Niners need to go get a quarterback. Now, the kryptonite to Purdy, so we're clear, is he's not big. He's not a big guy. And the 49ers guards have to play better than they've played. This is what gave them problems in the first game. Uh, the Super Bowl in 19, they didn't block well up front. It was a real issue for them. And, and, it, and they've got to figure out a way to handle the inside of the pocket to let Purdy have time. Detroit did a really good job with it. Detroit pushed their pocket back. They were in a five-man front. They wanted those guards to have to stay strong, and that's not the strength of the 49ers offensive line. So whether it's Aaron Banks, Feliciano, you know, if they go with Buford, I don't know. Feliciano has not played well. Mm-hmm. And then Brendel, the center, that inside, that inside group is the weak link, and they're going to have to put pressure with Chris <laughs> Jones in there. And I think the one of the ways you can get them is you got to spread them out a little bit. You got to spread them out, and you got to force them to defend the field horizontally, like Buffalo did. Do you see this being a game where the Niners' offense is moving the ball based on how Purdy is like? Like they're going to be going out passing because his prop right now is at two forty-five and a half for the passing yards. Do you see this being an air it out thing, or is Shanahan who likes to run the football quite a bit? Is that how he's going to attack this Chiefs well, look, defense? You know, let's go back to the Buffalo game that I keep talking about, which was very successful offensively, even though Buffalo only scored twenty-four points in thirty-seven minutes. Buffalo had four point eight yards per pass play in that game. They had four point seven per run. So they were really balanced. They probably got away from the cook too much. Mm-hmm. Now, now understanding that Allen was running the football in that game as well. So I think to me, the reason why I think I'm not, a, you have to spread them out is to make them declare who the rusher is. When you pack it in like Baltimore did, you know, it's harder for the quarterback to read. Brady was very good on his podcast talking to Steve Young this week about under, he, he went detailed into this whole notion of probability, okay? Mm. So when a quarterback comes to the line of scrimmage, the call sheet that the guys are looking at is a probability sheet. So what that means is it's third and eight. They, they like to play man coverage. So probably we're going to get a man coverage here. So we call a play that will beat man coverage, crossers, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, if if they play zone, we don't have a play. What Brady was talking about was having indicators to understand that the ball before the ball hits my hand, I have declared they're not going to fool me. If you go back to the Super Bowl in Atlanta where he gets he throws the pick six, mm-hmm. you know, he got fooled on that coverage. He thought it he didn't think it was one robber. He just thought it was straight one cover one and he threw it inside and the robber guy, which is the safety comes down. So what Kyle has to do for Purdy, and this is what he does very well, is set it up so that Purdy can read the coverages before the ball hits his hand. And then he's got to make Bagnola declare where he wants to come from. And, and then you got to get rid of the football. And I think he can do that. I think that's what Buffalo did a good job of. Mm-hmm. And you can't be afraid to run it. You got to be afraid. And they've got McCaffrey. So when you to answer, this is a long-winded answer. No, I don't think it's going to be a 240-pass game unless they get behind. You know, the, the completions of 20 seems very tempting to me. Like, I think he'll throw the ball and have some completions. They're going to play man coverage. There's going to be some throws. Kyle's going to run picks. He's going to do all his things. But again, it's going to come down to the probability of the play. See, Brady never wanted to run a bad play. And no, no great quarterback wants to run a bad play. They come to the line of scrimmage with plays. So think about mm-hmm. the last game. 
Goff comes to the line on the fourth down play. They put the back outside to tell the offense, to tell the defense, declare who you are. Yep. Okay, this is the this is this is comes from New England. New England started this with Josh McDaniels. It was what we called an indicator. So and then they bring the back in. Okay, Mm. well, defenses got smart. They would send out their linebacker to pretend it's man. And then they would change and play zone behind it, which is exactly what San Francisco did. They got Goff to run a, a zone, a man play against zone. And he had nobody to throw the ball to. He had a scramble. That's where Kyle has to kind of get into that. And there'll be indicators of that. There'll be indicators along the field just basically by the alignment. And when you Mm. make them move, like if you're going to blitz a corner off the slot, right, the safety has to come over. behind him. He's going to have to cheat over, right? You're going to have to see it. We don't get to see that on television because we're too busy talking about the last play, not talking about the next play. Talking about four downs. (laughs) Russo made the point on on, on his show yesterday. It's a big game for Romo. Big game for Romo. He might have the most pressure of anybody on the field. I think he's got more than both coaches, I got to tell you. He does. I mean, he's earning earning as much as – imagine that. He's earning as much as – maybe more than both coaches. Both coaches. Can you imagine that? Whole world's going to be watching and listening. That's why – Tony Romo, the quarterback, obviously love him. Dallas Cowboys quarterback. But what he's doing in the booth there, it's – Well, you love them in this first year because what he was teaching us is exactly some of the things I was just talking about, about what is actually going on on the field. It isn't we're running a play. That, that's for when we're in our backyard. You know, we'll run that play. You know, we just, okay, you go down here, do this. No, this, there's a chess game going on here. And this is where Purdy can gain an advantage. For Mahomes, Mahomes is, has no problem because San Francisco has been a predominant zone team. They're usually in one front, maybe two. He's going to come to the line of scrimmage and say, I've already read your mail. And if that's the case, they'll score a lot of points in the first half. But that's like what you talked about when we had our GM Shuffle podcast on Monday, that Steve Wilkes has to be different. Has to be different. He's got to be, and I'm not saying he's got to go outside his comfort zone. I'm saying he's got to be different. He's got to be, you know, Baldy, where we were talking about, he's got to, whether he's going to run zone dogs, whether he's going to, you know, hug the line of scrimmage. He's got to be different. And one thing about Andy, we had Pagano on this week. You can get a read on what Andy wants to do by formation. We'll discuss more of this chess match on the other side with Brian Broaddus, host of 105.3 The Fan down in Dallas. He'll join us next year on the Lombardi Line. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with...
former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi, hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. We had a fun first hour. Thank you to Brian Broaddus, host of 105 Through the Fan, joining us in the last segment. He likes the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a long list of people, Michael. 21. Where did you come up with that? 26. It's hard to get the 26. Yeah, Chiefs it? red zone offense, maybe a little shaky. It is. You know, that, yeah. that, that's a big point. I mean, you know, the Chiefs haven't been dynamic when they got down there, right? Yeah. They've been very careful. Uh, when they try trick plays is when they usually end up making a mistake. So what do we – we should have a countdown clock to kick off. I mean, aren't we get? We, we do need that. Is it 310, 315? 330. 330, okay. 330. So my guess is probably 331, 332 maybe? Well, it depends on how long Reba McIntyre Reba. T- does on the – she could throw everything off. I mean, she could throw everything off. Keys to the kingdom. Yeah, she goes to 145. The whole thing goes to hell. <laughs> and then the NFL's calling all the advertisers. Like, we we anticipated this to happen then. Uh, at 3.30 will be the kickoff West Coast time, 6.30 Eastern, of Good course. Good to be here, though. I like being here and seeing the book. It's going to yeah. fill up today, right? A lot oh, yeah. of basketball today. Everyone's in town. Great. They all want to bet on stuff. So the basketball, I'm sure the handle will do really well today. I, we were talking about this earlier because right now we're seeing the shot of the book. It's 8 o'clock West Coast time, so it's a little bit early. People have been up all night throughout the week here. I love it. That's what I love when I come in here. I love when I come in here at 5.30, quarter to 6 in the morning, and I see three guys sitting around drinking beers, you know, watching ETL soccer. And I'm thinking, God damn, that's that's the life now. Craft stable every now and then gets going still. I remember that one time we came in here, they were hot. They were were firing. And we left and they were still there. They were still going. I love it. I love it. It's like these people have been up since God knows when, and it's like 9.15 in the morning, and they're still getting after it on the craft stable. I love it. And and to me, they shouldn't be allowed to. You go to the window with a bad pick here that you can be in trouble but anyway <laughs> super bowl week is a whole lot of fun though but like we said anybody who's coming out here i know some people still getting out here today uh I'm, maybe some people might come tomorrow as well but just get your bets in now get your bets in as soon as possible because the lines that you'll see in the sports books wherever you go across down here in vegas or wherever you happen to be in your jurisdiction they're going to be long with everyone getting their prop bets in i mean you don't want to get stuck behind the person that's trying to get 20 bets in that's just going to be a nightmare scenario so don't put that kind of stress on yourself get your bets in whenever you can as soon as possible and speaking of all all the best that we have to bet on and get into, Michael. The prop markets, that's the big story every Super Bowl year. MVP, we have the updated betting splits from our friends at DraftKings on Super Bowl MVP. Christian McCaffrey now is the most bet player, has the highest handle and the highest bet percentage. 26% of the handle is on the Niners running back who won Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, Mahomes has 20% of the handle. Travis Kelsey was 16%. Brock Purdy and Isaiah Pacheco <laughs> with 8%. I, I like Kansas City, but if you like the Niners, I feel like Purdy is a great bet at the He's number, not going to win it. He could throw for 800 yards and rush for 600. He's not going to win it. We've seen lesser players win it. I mean, like Malcolm no. Smith won Super Bowl MVP. But that was like a kind of they, you know, it gets surprising. I think I think what the betting market's teaching us here is is that this is the MVP is a political thing as well, right? Yeah. I mean, it is voting and it you know, all is. right. And so most of the voters that probably I don't even know who they do this voting. Does Kaiser Sosi do the voting? I mean, where, is it's, Verbal it's like, Kent somewhere around I, here? I, I don't it's know. Like Fifteen people that decide. This who knows? Thing. God forbid if we ever know who they are, right? Hidden. <laughs> and so I, I think they're saying to us in this betting market that if the Niners win, it's going to because they run the ball and McCaffrey's the dominant player. And there's you can't argue with that. Right. You can't mm-hmm. argue with that. You're not going to change the narrative of Purdy as hard as we've tried to. You're not going to change the narrative. As soon as he makes one bad throw, everybody puts their finger up and says, see, I told you. Aha. Yeah, <laughs> that's where it is. But I just my the, the betting side of me just sees the quarterback of the favorite team at more than two to one. So where it's like, man, like this oftentimes go to quarterbacks. If he has a couple of touchdown passes. Who doesn't want to write the story of Mr. Irrelevant becomes Super Bowl MVP? That's a hell of a story to write. He started 21 regular season games. He's won 17 of them, and he's still trying. And we still have to answer the question. He still has to answer the question. Your guy Fields has only won 10 games in three years, and they've anointed him the great. He should go for a first round pick. It's narrative, and this is what the betting market's teaching us. And so we have to educate the fans about getting away from the narrative. And 
especially when it comes to the game and the over totals. This stuff, we this you can't get away from the narrative. Yeah. You can't get away from the narrative. You have to lean into the narrative, honestly. Right, and that's what the books have to do, right? I mean, this makes no sense. It makes no sense at all that Antonio Gates isn't a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he isn't. Yeah. And so this makes no sense that Purdy is. It. I mean, Purdy's in the same level as, as Isaiah Pacheco. Think about that. for Just take a moment for that. I mean, that's remarkable. And it's just a lack of, of – that's the narrative that's out there that we can't change no matter what we try to do. Yeah, in terms of the handle, both Purdy and Pacheco, 8% of the handle, 7% of the bets on Pacheco, only 6% on Brock Purdy. Do you like Pacheco? Because you said Chris Russo likes the he over. Took him right I like away. the over. He took it right away. Because if, if he, he has 100 and a couple touchdowns, he's right here's there. Here's what worries me a little bit. you got two weeks to prepare. You know what they want to do. See, I think what's missing in all these layers of the discussion is – the 49ers know the game plan that the Chiefs have to run. It's going to be a little bit of throws early in the game to loosen them up, run Pacheco. It's going to be a lot of the West Coast offense, quick throws, get the ball out quickly, you know, to get some momentum, then run the ball. I actually took on one of my plays, I, I took Mahomes on his over completions mm-hmm. at 25 and a half. I, I think, like that one. I, I think he'll get, I think there's too many zone coverages for the throws that he's going to make. And I, I think Russo almost fell out of his chair because he, he's so convinced Pacheco's going to get the ball 35 times in this game. And I don't. Remember, in the coldest game we've had so far this year, the minus 33 game, Mahomes threw it 41 times. And they were winning the whole time. <laughs> he threw it 41 times yeah. in that game. So yeah. and, and so I just think to me – my reason for being a little bit reluctant on Pacheco is because when you know something going in that you have to stop, the other team knows you're trying to stop it. So they deviate. And, you know, and look, the other thing I do know about this game on these rushing props, mm-hmm. the book on Andy Reid and it's the book on Andy Reid is we know he doesn't like to run the ball. We know that he gets bored with it quickly, quickly. That's the key word mm-hmm. there quickly. So when he gets, you know, if you can stop him from running the ball early in the game, he's not coming back to it. Like he won't come like I got to get back to that run game, you know, whereas some coaches, they kind of we got to let's keep let's keep going. Mm -hmm. And so that's really if you're Wilkes, you want to be really good defensively in the run game to get him away from it, to make him feel like, okay, I got I I, because he won't go back to it. No, I, I really like the Mahomes over completions. I wrote about that for our Super Bowl betting guide. We encourage everyone if you don't have it, vcin.com slash pro to check that out, because like you said, if the run game isn't going and the Niners are able to stop it initially, they can still use that short passing game as almost as, as an extension of the run game. We see a lot of West they're Coast gonna offenses come out throwing. do that. I'm, yeah. I'm just telling you, they're not going to come out saying, we're going to establish the run. What First I think, play of the game pass for Kansas oh, City? There's no question. To me, is. to me, to me, this is where people really get confused. The, this, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to come out to establish the lead, not establish the run. And so that's what they've done. 46 of their 70 points that are in the first half. They are establishing the lead. And so when you try to establish the lead, you've got to throw it. And there's going to be some throws predicated based on looks, predicated based on formation, that Mahomes is going to have some easy throws. And I think Andy's going to go into full CFL offense. Full CFL offense. And for CFL offense is simply this. First downs and two downs. Mm-hmm. First downs and two downs. Stay out of third down. Keep them from rushing the passer. Now, that's Kyle's plan, too, because what what Pagano said yesterday when we had him on the show, what Baldy was saying is if Spagnola gets you in a long down distance and they can push the inside of that pocket with Chris Jones, you're going to have some issues. Purdy's going to have some issues making some tight throws, and that's going to be the problem. So if they're establishing the lead, like you mentioned, I'm looking right now at the first drive results for the Kansas City Chiefs. Punt is the favorite, plus 130. Touchdown, plus 215. Field goal attempt, it doesn't have to be made, just attempt, plus 320. Then turnover, turnover on downs or safety is plus 650. So they've played three games. Yeah. Well, this streak has started four games ago with Mm -hmm. Cincinnati, okay? They've scored on every opening possession. And it's been touchdowns. No, it's been field goals or touchdowns. It hasn't always been a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, I, was, I was thinking about the playoff streak, but you're going back to the regular season. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but they have scored. on The script has resulted in points yep. on every single. So, to me, touched, I would play both of those, touchdown or field goal, if I was Kansas City. I should have played that in Russo. I would have done that. Yeah. I really think that – I mean, because this is – again, I don't know if Wilkes is going to be divergent in thought – 
in terms of how he sets up the game plan. But that would be a prop I would like. But look, let's go to player props here. Brock Purdy mm-hmm. interception minus one four. I mean, <laughs> is it surprising that's the most bet one? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the poor guy. <laughs> I feel bad for his parents. I did see. So I saw, I saw somebody tweet. They said, "Hey, can is there anywhere that we could bet Brock Purdy to throw three or four interceptions?" <laughs> I was like, "Hey, you know, I guess if you got an angle, you got an angle." But yeah, Purdy over half an interception, minus one forty, the number one bet player prop right now. I, I mean, again, it's based on the narrative. How about check receptions over one? People I think that was a that. great one. I, I didn't even that. know that was out there. I would have taken that one easily because he will catch the ball. Because if if the way I see it of a spread game, see, the beautiful thing what San Francisco has is they can be, they can be anything they want to be without substituting, which really mm-hmm. can cause problems for Spagnola. They can be an 11 team and they take McCaffrey and put him in the slot. They can be a 10-team, one back, four receiver, and it's just to extend Kittle. And they could be a two-back team with McCaffrey and Juszczyk in the backfield. They can be anything they want to be without substituting. And that causes the most problems for Spagnola because he now has to set his defense based on where people are on the alignment. Where, are, where mm-hmm. is everybody? Is Debo in the backfield? Is McCaffrey in the slot? Is McCaffrey in the slot with Debo in the other slot with with Kittle and Juszczyk in the back? Like, there's all these things. And the volume of that leads to confusion. Yeah. And Juszczyk is versatile enough a player to be the single back in the backfield. Well, he would just block. Yep. They would be in a six-man, seven-man protection, and he's got the guy to block him, and now we're going to throw the ball. And if Spags comes out, see, Aaron Glenn came out in base, and I thought San Francisco was late to react to that. We'll discuss more of these player props on the other side. Also, some of the best sound from throughout the week here on the Lombardi line. We'll break it down coming up after this break. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, here is your host, Timmy Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Put the VEASAN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with the VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VEASAN Pro annual subscription and get your first year for only $199 instead of the typical price of $240. Just use promo code Lombardi. You'll get access to everything that we do on VEASAN.com. Remember, use promo code Lombardi to get your first year of VEASAN Pro access for only $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line here on the DraftKings Network. Family of Betfay, Michael Lombardi. And joining us in studio like he has all season long, our buddy Matt Humans, host of VEASAN Tonight, which you can check out Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight Eastern. Matt, how we doing today, man? It's the Super Bowl the day before. Are you feeling good with your card? Are you adding? What are you like right now uh, more than 24 hours out from kickoff? I feel pretty good about the weekend. I'm not crazy about being awake at 8.30 on a Saturday morning. We appreciate you waking up. Staying up, uh, <laughs> handicapping college, college hoops until 5. But uh, I tell you what, that uh, this is a great weekend in Vegas. And uh, I, I reflect a lot on when I moved here in August of uh, 2000. I came out here and I really thought that this is going to be a booming sports market eventually. And there were going to be major league sports come to Las Vegas. And I wanted to get ahead of the curve. Uh, and uh, it took 17 years for a major league franchise to get here. I thought it was going to be about 10 years. Mm. But then once uh, the levy broke, you know, everything started yep. to come to Vegas. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I heard NFL will never come to Vegas, never be a Super Bowl in Vegas. And now all of a sudden, PASPA passes, major league franchises come here. Sports betting's legal in 38 states. And uh, the walls have come down. And, uh, Michael, now you have teams – you have a league and teams forming sports betting partnerships. Uh, for some people, it's too much. And I understand that. They're, they're um, I think, overwhelmed by all the advertising campaigns and all the betting talk and things like that. But for what this has done for the Las Vegas market in terms of uh, the legalization of sports betting across the country and all the major league franchises that come here, this is kind of, the, I think, the culmination of all of that, having the Super Bowl here uh, this weekend, because... There are a lot of people, a lot of smart people said this would never happen. And this isn't going to be the last Super Bowl. I I mean, they're going to be back again because the city can handle it. 
you know, a lot of time, a lot of cities have a harder time doing it. Indy mm-hmm. struggled because of they're not the big downtown. It was a great Super Bowl in Indy. The weather was really good mm. uh, then, and but you know there weren't a lot of restaurants and hotels. I'm sure it's grown more, but this has been a really this town can handle any convention. I mean, we have other conventions in town to go along with the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, so the hotel I'm staying at has another has another convention going on. So let's focus on the game here. What's the one prop that you looked at the sheet? Of all the props that you just said, this one seems too easy. Well, I'll tell, I'll, some of my favorite props are Christian McCaffrey-related props. We'll talk about those in a minute. But the one that jumped out to me to answer your question the best is, which team will make the longest field goal? And I went with the Chiefs at minus 120. Yeah. Mm, Niners a have one. a reliable, unreliable rookie kicker. Harrison Butker of the Chiefs, 33 for 35 this season on field goals. 12 for 12 over 40 yards, 5 for 5 over 50 yards. I don't think uh, Kyle Shanahan should opt for a long field goal attempt in this sort of game. Probably should be more aggressive and go for it if the situation dictates it. But the Chiefs, you think, won't hesitate to send Harrison Butker out there for a long field goal attempt. If I was a TV producer... And I know how much people want to bet in game because it's I mean, it's it's out there. Right. Uh-huh. I would before every game, I would show the field goal kickers kicking before the game because yep. we all want to see it. Like, I want to know if Moody has any what his confidence is like. Right. I want to see him kick on that grass at Allegiant where, you know, it, it it's going to be new to him. I want to see his plant foot, because if I'm going to bet on this, I'm going to be just like Kyle. I want to see him do it. Right. Because mm-hmm. every game before you go into the locker room. The head coach goes over to the special teams coach and says, what do we got? What are we thinking? How do I? How should I call the game? And I think you're right. I think Kyle's got to think twice about that. Chiefs know what they got in Harrison Butker. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers don't know what they're going to get with a rookie kicking in the Super Bowl uh, with that pressure. So I think the Chiefs, to make the longest field goal, minus 120s, one of those that jumped off the page to me. I'll give you one more. Um, Brock Purdy's first completion under 10 and a half yards. And... Uh, you know, I ask you guys, if you're putting together the game plan or the script for the 49ers, and Kyle Shanahan's great at scripting those first drives, you're not going to have Brock Purdy drop back and throw it deep uh, early in the game. Don't you want him to have a conservative, easy, safe completion to get things started to calm your nerves? It's probably going to be a swing pass to McCaffrey or something like that that's going to get him a completion. Or a screen. Yeah. A quick Any, screen to Debo. Yeah, anything yeah. like that. And I think that first completion under 10 and a half yards makes a lot of sense. You know, but I want to go back to your field goal thing. I just looked it up. Okay. The 49ers only attempted 13 fourth downs all year. Oh. And you would think uh, Shanahan would be more aggressive. And maybe this game he will be. Yeah, that um, would be it. My only point in bringing that up is he has not been that aggressive on fourth down. He right. He's pretty – Classical, he'll take the points, which is not a bad thing to do at times. I mean, they've been in the lead though a lot of the season. I know, they I get that. To, yeah. They haven't, but but usually teams that yeah. you know, I mean, Dan, I mean, Campbell was over forty-five. <laughs> okay, our guy, <laughs> our guy, Dan Campbell. <laughs> and, and just for the record, uh-huh. he's fifty-three point eight percent. Campbell was fifty percent. Yeah, there you go. Maybe you got to pick your spots with some of these things. We're hanging that might out with be Matt a novel Humans. idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pro tip there. We'll add that to the list. Uh, hanging out with Matt Humans here, host of VEASAN tonight. You can check it out Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight Eastern, talking Super Bowl 58 here on the Lombardi line. Uh, I know my only concern with the Purdy, the under completion was that if they do get it to Debo, do the do the Chiefs guys tackle Debo Samuel? <laughs> That's my only kind of concern oh, with that hey, one. But Let me tell you something. There's risk with every bet you 100%, make. 100%. <laughs> that 100%. Definitely going to be definitely going to be risk that McCaffrey or Debo could break yeah. a tackle. And get that over ten and a half, but I still think he got a little bit of an edge yeah. there because it should be a an easy, safe tor- sort of a completion that Shanahan scripts for Purdy on the first pass. I would think. What was the, going through your thought process of buying to three with Kansas City? Because well, you went ahead and took the three there minus one thirty uh, when it was at two and a half earlier this week. I just don't see you know when you're actually betting real money on this, and it's not a pick in the you know a pick in a contest. You can take two and a half in a contest. Whatever. Uh, but when you're betting on this, and Westgate was sitting at two and a half all week. Yep. So, well, there's, there's a much better edge. And Billy Walters even talked about it yesterday. If you read that story, he said he would bet the Chiefs and buy the half point up to minus 132 and um, at plus three. And I, that's actually what I did early in the week because I, I was afraid that this number was going to drop out to two and the two and a half to disappear, and I couldn't do it. Now, I'm also setting myself up for other positions during the game because – 
I'm not rock solid that the Chiefs are going to go out, you know, and win this game. And that's the right side. I think it's a little bit of a, a coin flip result here. We can talk about that, too. But I did think the if you're going to bet the, the point spread, to me, the uh, smartest bet was to buy that half point up to three at uh, minus 130. All right. What do you think this closes, Matt? Like, I kind oh, of two, forget. probably. Yeah, I was thinking uh, yesterday, I thought that we might get to two and a half close. I thought there's going to be some late San Francisco money in because all the big bets are on the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, there was a million dollar bet on the Niners, 660,000 on the Niners. I mean, the money line bet, they're all on the money sure. line. But to me, I, I kind of thought there would be a late 49er push. Do you see that or do you think it's going to be a late chief? Because we're seeing today more chief money coming in. The lines, there's some one and a halfs out there. So starting on Friday, when everybody uh, starts to roll into town or people across the country start to, to bet the Super Bowl, I think the public's going to be a little bit heavier on the Chiefs, and that's why we're mm-hmm. pricing a little bit more Chiefs money is going to flow this weekend. Almost all the big bets, the six-figure bets, have been on the Niners. Billy Walters said he's putting 500000 to a million down on the Chiefs. And uh, yeah, so I was that, that's ask one you, big bet thought, on the KC side. I thought side. he would move the number. I thought his yeah. announcement would have moved the number because people in the industry, like all of us that talk about this for a yeah. living, they know how powerful he is and what he does. And then I started to think, well, maybe he's trying to move the number to benefit himself. I don't know. No, and then uh, Todd Dewey of the Las Vegas <laughs> Review Journal did a, a smart thing. What every reporter should do, he asked a follow-up question about, mm-hmm. are you doing a head fake on the Super Bowl, saying you like one side, and then uh, you're going to move the number and bet the other? And he said, no. I would never do that. I don't need to do a head fake on the Super Bowl. And I, I do think Billy's being honest because uh, what he's saying makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he's saying the Chiefs should have been power rate higher than the 49ers. Yeah, he has the Chiefs as two-point favorites instead of two-point mm-hmm. dogs. So he bought it up to Chiefs plus three. And I'm kind of thinking along the same lines, but I'm not going to fall out of my chair in shock if the 49ers win the game. Yeah, me yeah. either. <laughs> you also have a same game teaser, which is something that I know like a lot of people What's don't it? do with uh, the with the total there. You well, got the Chiefs up to eight and a half, and then you're, you're teasing it. Yeah, I'll talk about this briefly yeah. before we take a break here. But I never, almost never tease totals in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But it's the Super Bowl. It's the last game of the year. <laughs> and a lot of people want plays in this game. And, yep. you know, I also feel like there's an edge here because 41 is a key number in totals. So it's sitting at 47 and a half. You play a six and a half point teaser. You're getting the Chiefs and you're crossing key numbers up to plus eight and a half. And you're teasing the total down to 41, which is a key number. So Chiefs plus eight and a half over 41. To me, that uh, teaser made the most sense. Yeah. And I think eight has become much more of a key number uh-huh. as well with the going for two. And when yep. you're down 14, you score the touchdown. It ends up landing on eight if you don't go That's ahead and convert point. that one. So I think, yeah, getting that eight and a half is, I think, is a solid move there and teasing it with the total to get to over 41. But like you said, you like the Kansas City Chiefs in the game. Not surprised if the Niners do win. You also have some Niners bets, some positive Niners bets as well, which I want to hit on the other side of this just to kind of tell people that like, hey, like just because you like a side doesn't mean that there's not value with some of the other props as well. We will get into that and much more on the other side here. We're wrapping things up on the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network, more than 24 hours away from the Super Bowl 58 between the Niners and Chiefs. Don't go away. Final segment and some more of the bets from Matt Eumanns here coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. 
Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. There's never been a better time to have skin in the game with the DraftKings Sportsbook because right now we have a VEASAN exclusive offer for new DraftKings customers. Earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet up to $2,500. Don't wait. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code VEASAN when you sign up and earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 bet that you bet now. I mean, no better time to do that than Super Bowl weekend, right? I mean, is there a bet that you would make right now with that bonus, Matt, with the $500, you get up to 500 bucks there with the, the $1,000 bet? Mm, that's a good one. If you had some sort of bonus bet, why not use it on Christian McCaffrey to be MVP of the Super Bowl Boom. at about 5-1 to one odds? Are you surprised those – I mean, Purdy does get no money at all on him at all. <laughs> you know, when you look at the matchup and uh, if you study the Kansas City defense, I think it makes a lot more sense to play McCaffrey here because I think mm-hmm. the Niners are going to – I've said this. He is the horse. I think they have to ride to the winner's circle. And whether it's going to be passes out of the backfield or running the ball right at that KC defensive front, I think uh, he's going to put up some big numbers in this game. Uh, Can Purdy be MVP? Of course. But, you know, it would take a situation similar to what happened against the Lions and the Packers in the NFC playoffs where he was phenomenal in the fourth quarter and led Mm -hmm. drives to win the game. And then maybe Purdy could steal MVP. But I think the guy who's going to do the most work to get the 49ers to that point where they can win the game is going to be McCaffrey. Because yeah. that's like we're having the discussion in the first hour. Like I was saying on principle, if you like the Niners, the quarterback of the team that's favored is plus 225. Like on principle, that seems like it's a good bet. But mm-hmm. Michael brought up the point that, hey, like this is Super Bowl MVP. Like there's a little bit of narrative that goes into this. And you kind of have to lean into that narrative. And everybody's been kind of tearing down Purdy all season long being like, well, is he really that good? Or is it just the surrounding pieces around it? Well, here's the thing. Purdy's a good quarterback. And you look at the numbers, and the numbers tell you that, or you can say the eye test, and you watch Purdy. Uh, he throws some, uh, let's say, uh, risky passes, and they probably should be have more picks. You know, I go back to the Detroit game. He threw mm-hmm. one pick, and he probably should have thrown three. Yeah. You know, but yeah. he is in the fourth quarter under pressure. He's He was great against the uh, Packers. He was great against the Lions. He's been great for the most part. Uh, that Christmas night game against the Ravens where he threw the three picks and had a nightmare game, lost him the MVP and uh, gave it to Lamar Jackson. But no, he's a good he's a good quarterback. I think the 49ers have saved face, Michael, after making one of the worst trades in NFL history, moving up to get Trey Lance. And then uh, they saved themselves by getting Brock Purdy with the last pick of the draft. And that draft, if you go through it, it was a disaster. It was not a good draft. Spencer Buford doesn't even start. Drake Jackson's on IR. They cut the running back. That really saved them. But you got to give them credit for realizing how good – Purdy was going to be, but I'm with you. Look, every quarterback. I mean, I could. I had a reel in my office when I was in New England of Andrew Luck's dropped interceptions because everybody was talking about how great Andrew Luck was. The next mm-hmm. John Elway, he's the greatest mm-hmm. quarterback who ever lived. You know, right, right. and and so many of his passes were getting dropped on interceptions, but nobody would mention that. You know, so it happens to everybody. I, I think to me, the, the the other narrative that I want you to hit on is nobody. Everybody says I'm taking the Chiefs because. Why would I go against Mahomes? But in the three playoff games, Mahomes hasn't been the difference maker. He's been great. Don't get me wrong. But it's been their defense and it's been their ability to play clutch football. Like the the Bills moved the ball down the field on them, but they made the plays in the red zone to keep the Bills out of it and kept them from going, you know, from scoring touchdowns. So I'm not sure that narrative fits the game. I I think he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. You know, in terms of the MVP voting first, I think a lot of, you know, look – there are a lot of people in the media who have no idea what they're doing <laughs> and no idea how they should vote. 
and get caught up in narratives and think you know this is a Disney movie and uh, we're going to vote the American underdog story, Brock Purdy MVP. Mm-hmm. You know if it's close. Oh yeah, it's possible that could happen. You know, and actually you can kind of draw a parallel to the Rams back in the day and Kurt Warner. And uh, what was what was that movie? Was that called American, American Underdog Story? That yeah. movie was so bad, by it the was. way. It was terrible. Great story, <laughs> terrible movie. Uh, but, you know, moving ahead to what we're talking about with the Chiefs, the Bills ran for 182 yards against yeah. the KC defense. And uh, I thought the Bills had a pretty good game plan. Unfortunately, they just didn't execute when they had to to win the game. Right. And uh, the, one of the things I love about the Kansas City defense is Steve Spagnuolo is a great defensive coordinator, and he's, he made adjustments. When you watched the early part of that Buffalo game, you thought, man, the Chiefs are in trouble because I bet the Chiefs in all three playoff games. Early on in the Buffalo game, I thought – Defense is not getting it done here. And the Spags made some adjustments. And uh, then all of a sudden, the Bills couldn't score in the red zone. And so the KCD did a great job against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, even though you can pick apart the Ravens' offensive game plan as one of the worst I've seen all all season. Uh, But, yeah, the KCD has been uh, what's got them to this point, not necessarily heroics of Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. There's been no fourth-quarter comeback, Fire. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's when people say that I don't want to bet against them. It's like the old Russell Wilson line. You know, I don't want to bet a – when Russell was good, you don't want to bet against them in a three-point game with the ball last, although – we won a Super Bowl when he had the ball last. So, you know, yeah. th- those things are all up to change. And look, you know, the last time, you know, Mahomes had a bad fourth quarter against Cincinnati. I think he got hit in that game. I think it was, you know, when he the overtime game and that loss there, he, I think I thought he got hit. I thought he got I thought he was concussed, actually, because his mm-hmm. three passes in overtime oh, in that game terrible. were the worst three passes yeah. of his career. And I don't think he'll ever forget that. So. You know, I mean, they're going to have the game's coming down to simple football. They're going to have to put pressure on him. They're going to have to hit him and get him on the ground. That's his kryptonite. That's every quarterback's kryptonite. Harrison Butker kicked six field goals in that game against the Bengals. Yeah. Right, that was yeah. uh, he and, did, yeah. and they have not been great in the red zone, even on this win streak. Right, I mean, they have not been. They struggled in the Miami against the red zone. Everybody that had the over in that game was upset because they they kind of had opportunities to hit the over and they couldn't do it. And then you know, Baltimore they don't score in the second half. They scored forty six of their seventy points in the first half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eighteen and two to the second half under so far for the Kansas City Chiefs this year. We'll see if that holds up. Uh, Pacheco, we were discussing this because Michael's in the contest with Chris Russo. They've extended it to the playoffs. Although you got the team, no, I won the. I no, I won the regular season, which all that matters. Okay, now he's going to take the 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 prop season and make it into something. Tournament, yeah, like he's going to take the prop season and you know I've won two years in a row on the prop season. I I really don't. I'm not. I'll be first to admit to you. Like I'm not a. I don't do the like I'm the props. Yeah, I, I mean. I'm not a better, so I don't really understand it all the time. I do understand how to handicap the game and where I think it's going to go, although this one's really confusing for me. So I take more pride in the regular season tournament. He there. sounds like a guy who worked in the Ravens organization. It's all about the regular season. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how the Ravens – I can't imagine the Ravens putting – watching go into your video machine yeah. to watch that tape. No, I just can't gotta, imagine. Uh, got to be sick to your stomach That's, doing that. But Pacheco, I like Pacheco over. It seems like a lot of people like the Pacheco over. You think mm-hmm. this is going to be another big game for him, just based on what we've seen from the Niners' run defense? Yes, I bet McCaffrey yeah. over his rushing yards. I bet McCaffrey over his receiving yards and McCaffrey to be MVP. I didn't want to put all eggs in one basket here, you know, and say, hey, mm-hmm. the Chiefs are going to dominate. I'm going to bet every prop the Chiefs way. Now, I'm not going to do that. But I also bet. Isaiah Pacheco over 16 and a half rushing attempts, over 65 and a half rushing yards. And Pacheco in the uh, three playoff games has got 24, 15, and 24 carries in the Super Bowl last year. I believe um, he had 15 carries for 90 yards, something like that. I have to yeah, let me look check, up, uh, I'll look what up what I had here. But he's a battering ram. I love the way the guy runs. He's a, a He runs to me when I wear watch him run. Sometimes I think it's Tyreek Hill reincarnated with that number 10 the way he accelerates yeah. Yeah. and oh, yeah. runs with power and violent know, with violence and you know and and when they they missed him a little bit when he had the foot injury and the toe injury there. Oh yeah. They missed him in the offense and if they're going to play Edward Solaire, everybody on the everybody on the 49ers are going to be more happy about that. There's no question. But I think a lot of it, too, though, is the Niners. It's going to be interesting who they start in the game. We said this, Matt. You know, Chase Young has not played well. And Chase Young's going to have a very disappointing reality in the free agent market. <laughs> this is a big game for him. Because uh-huh. if he mm-hmm. plays well, he might still get paid. Somebody might be dumb enough to pay him. Yeah. But if he doesn't play well, I don't think even the dumb ones are going to pay him. There's always somebody dumb out there willing to pay. Yeah. I, I said when Chase Young came out of college, 
out of Ohio State that he was going to be a bust because I watched every game he played and he took too, way too many plays off. He only played hard when he wanted to. Yeah, and, and, and uh, that's what he's doing. Watch, watch the, the 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 touchdown. You know, on the on the bubble screen, he didn't even try. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can't you can't accept that. You know, you're either coaching or allowing it to happen. And I don't think you can accept that. So Isaiah Pacheco from Rutgers, I do think uh, the Chiefs are going to run the ball out to 49ers too. Hey, look, both of these run defenses are suspect when you look at it. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought the Packers, if they stayed committed to the run, might have stayed alive in the playoffs. Well, the and last well, four drives of the yeah. Packers, they want them back. I mean, because yeah. yeah. his yeah. quarterback rating was a 120 on the first six. I think it was like 52 on the last <laughs> four. Bad. Yeah, no, that's a game that they probably should have won. I and mean, Detroit probably should have stuck with the run more in the second half as well. Last one that you have here, game decided by exactly three points. Ah, that pays out five to one. Just that's just a fun. shot. I bet that the yeah. last couple of years when I hit, the last two Super Bowls exactly yeah, decided by exactly three points and five Look, to one. The way the line's moving around, yeah. everybody's close. Close. None of us have a conviction. Even the people that take Kansas City say, I, I know, you know, like none <laughs> of us have a conviction. Right, yeah. Which to make sure a fun game there from a live betting standpoint there. If we get some early points, maybe you can get in on an in-game under but Super Bowl 58 24 hours away we can't wait to watch it can't wait to bet it and good luck with all the bets out there for Matt Humans, for Michael Lombardi always fun to have you in studio thank buddy. you see you tomorrow for our producer Elliot Bowman the entire crew behind the glass on Femi and Bebefe saying good luck with all the bets live bet Saturday with JVT and Pam Maldonado coming up next If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.